Hello, and welcome to another episode of Just Cuz, the podcast where two cousins talk about things we love. Just Cuz. And today, we are talking yet again about a <laughs> Doctor Who special. For the third and final time, or at least until Christmas. <laughs> at least until the next one. <laughs> um, I have a feeling we'll want to talk about it again. Yeah. Okay. So... <laughs> I'm fresh off the television, just watched this episode. <laughs> I'm a bit, like, brain all over the place, so mm. why don't you introduce the episode? <laughs> well, I should also preface this whole episode, I'm a bit sick, my throat's weird, and I'm also a bit loopy, so <gasps> explanations for if we just start going wild on that it. That means but... we'll get funny, goofy Max. <laughs> exactly. <this episode. laughs> But this is the third and I believe final Doctor Who special, and it is titled The Giggle. And let me tell you, <laughs> Sasha, I loved this episode so, so, so much. Was, I liked last week's, but this was, a, this was a cut above. It was so fun. From the first <laughs> second of the episode, I went, okay, Neil, that's a choice. <laughs> yeah. And I loved everything every second of it i was like no okay so neil patrick harris plays the infamous toy maker um mm -hmm. a primordial entity from a different universe yeah. i guess uh he's from classic who from the first doctor so i definitely yep. haven't seen him i haven't watched much of the first doctor's run except for like the first two episodes um other than like a few audio adventures here and there i've never even gone back to the before times before the <laughs> what was it ninth doctor the into classic who yeah. yeah i i haven't done much i watched the paul mcgann movie but i mm -hmm. don't remember it um i i, I remember watched... that movie not being good yeah but it's also been a while it was not good but <laughs> i don't i remember it not being good but i don't remember it that's it's the same we're in the same place um <laughs> i watched like I said, the first two episodes or two or three, maybe it's like the first arc or something of the mm -hmm. first Doctor. And I think I watched like one episode of the fifth Doctor, but mm. I don't, I I couldn't <laughs> tell you. I don't remember. <laughs> yeah. They're not Mostly too standout. Yeah. Though. Yeah. They, they take all the characters and I've been doing a little bit of research on the toy maker. He's got some comic stories and audio adventure stories, but... Mm. They don't even reference that because they. I think they specifically say in this episode, we've only met once before this. Right. So all of that stuff in comics is void. Yeah. Well, no, but the I might comics, mention it later. The comics, I think they've, I think they've uh, made it so that they're not canon yeah. because that stuff with the Meep was also in the comics and that's not canon. They, because mm. they they've done a lot of batshit crazy stuff in the Doctor <laughs> Who comics. Um, <laughs> it's like the idea of bringing back this original series villain. It's like, oh, that's such an original idea. No, it's been done plenty other times, sure. specifically the Toy Maker. But I still loved this episode. I I thought it was so fun. It was so goofy and <laughs> weird and musical theater kid. Bait. Yeah. like that's what it was and it was fun and i was like okay at first i was like I, why is neil patrick harris the choice to play the toy maker because i didn't know anything about the toy maker um mm. and then i watched it and i was like okay he's clearly the choice <laughs> i understand I think 
by the time he was in the street dancing with the doctor, yeah. I was like, okay, this is a fantastic choice. Yeah. Well, that yeah, was in the trailer, out... and I was like, I'm intrigued. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I like this, whatever it is. And there's the shot through the flame, and he's kind of distorted. Amazing. He was, he was so terrifying. That's like yes. the first, uh, not the first introduction we get to him, but that's the first time the doctor sees him. And I was literally like, okay, that was scary. Like straight up, <laughs> yeah. not not joking. Like that that's one shot with his little like creepy ass wave. I was like, that's mm-hmm. like weeping angel scary. I was yeah, I was good. put off by that. <laughs> in a good way, in the best way. Stuff in this episode that's pretty uh, creepy. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, the the episode starts out Neil De- Neil I was about to say DeGrasse Tyson. Neil, I knew Neil Patrick gonna... Harris. <laughs> Neil Patrick Harris is doing a very weird German accent, and I applaud him for it, because mm-hmm. by the end of the episode, you're like, no, that was a good choice. Crank yeah. it to 12. Because it's clearly not the Toymaker's actual accent. It's clearly <laughs> a, a front, a game that he's doing, and yeah. it was hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> I um, mean, they even point that out in the scene, the guy yeah, who's buying the like, doll. He's like, your accent seems to have slipped. <laughs> <laughs> and... The toy maker just doesn't even acknowledge that. Yeah. But the whole Stooky Bill thing, have you heard of that? No! And, um... I was so confused. I was like, what the hell is Stooky Bill? <laughs> okay, so John Logie Baird in... I I had no idea about this. I researched this all after I'd finished the episode. That's a real story. The first television broadcast was Stooky Bill laughing. <gasps> oh, Okay. That's actually terrifying. Yeah, no, I yeah. I was sitting there watching. I was like, Doctor Who usually doesn't play fast and loose with like actual no. historical. Like, like they'll play fast and loose with people, you know, and they'll be right. like, oh, Queen Victoria was a werewolf. But they won't <laughs> be like, Queen Victoria wasn't the Queen of England, right? They usually, you know, incorporate historical people right. and events like into it. So I was like, oh my gosh, did some guy in Soho really invent television? <laughs> I said that out loud. I was like, I did not know that. <laughs> and Doctor Who always does fun history lessons. But I remember seeing that information that the episode was presenting and I was like, no, the first movie was The Running Horse, right? So then I looked that up and that was just the first moving picture, mm-hmm. which is like in 1878 or something like that. And this was much later. It was, this was broadcast television. It was a really fun time. I was <laughs> I was like, why is this the choice? Why this little puppet? Like you could because like it could have been a bear. It could have been yeah. something like a like a like a stuffed horse, you know, like something not <laughs> creepy. But he picks the creepiest marin- marionette and he takes with it with real and, hair. Yeah. Oh, yuck. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> so the doctor and Donna pick up right where we left them off uh, with mm-hmm. Wilf, um, who unfortunately we don't get to see again. We um, don't see him, but he's safe. We know he's he safe. He is safe, and he is well <laughs> in the universe of Doctor Who. Wilf is yes. still kicking, shooting moles and shit. <laughs> um, yeah, we hear his gunshots, but not we don't see him. <laughs> later, Good that's later. Him. Here, here, um, the Doctor and Donna go out into the street, and they quickly realize that things are crazy because everyone in the world thinks that they're right. 
And yeah, that would cause quite the chaos. A scary prospect. (laughs) Yeah. Um, That would be terrifying. Yeah. And so they quickly get picked up by Unit, who had these handy-dandy little anti-madness bracelets Mm. on their forearms or whatever. (laughs) No, not forearms. uh, Upper arms. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Not that it matters. They look like arm tiaras. Sure. Yeah. (laughs) Arm tiaras. I think... They're called the Z-Dex, but yeah. I love the Z-Dex just for the clear metaphor or analogy for vaccines that they were doing there. Oh, yeah. No, they were <laughs> very clearly like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, give this thing that very easily solves the problem to everyone who thinks they're <laughs> always right. Nope. They're no, trying to track us. <laughs> they're trying to track us. They're trying to poison us, blah, 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 blah. It's <laughs> Trying all, to control us. It's all... <laughs> A metaphor. <laughs> it's not even on the nose. It's just one to one. Yeah, this is clear. It, it's a it's a simile, a metaphor, mm-hmm. what have you. I don't know language. Yeah. Um, and so the doctor and Donna meet Melanie, who is a former doctor's companion at some point. I, While they are at unit with Kate Lethbridge Stewart and scientist number, I don't think she got a name. I, she had a not oh scientist goodness. number, like fifty-seven or something, in the no first idea. episode. But I don't think she got a name. They just call her scientist. Oh wait, no, she did get a name. Kate says her name after she goes crazy and insults her. Yeah, yeah. I've seen you stand. That was Kate goes crazy and insults. <laughs> A differently abled woman, and then <laughs> whose whose name up until this point we assumed was Scientist Fifty Seven or some other number, uh, <laughs> and then think, she names her. I want to say it's Shirley Ann it Brigham or Shirley. What? Shirley Ann Brigham? That someone else? No, that's 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 that would that would mean she was related to to Kate. Oh yeah. Oh wait, no, no, she wouldn't. Is... No, she wouldn't. Kate is Lethbridge Stewart. Who the hell is Brigham? What yeah. is my brain doing? I, I was just searching it on IMDb, and yeah, the wheelchair scientist's name is Shirley. Okay, Shirley. I didn't know that, though. Shirley. They say it one time. Um, mm. Shirley and I assume and she's going to be in this show going forward if maybe, they're setting Maybe. I don't up. know. They drop yeah. scientists like nobody's business, but they've kept Kate <laughs> for a while, so... That's mm-hmm. cool. Well, because she's the head of unit. Um, <laughs> and then, yeah, the doctor figures out that it's the toy maker. Or it's not figures out that it's the toy maker. They figure out that it something happened in 1927? Four? Five. Five. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's an arbitrary year. It's 1925. when the television broadcast was invented or whatever. Correct. And <laughs> he and Don again, the TARDIS, and they go there. And Donna keeps talking to the doctor about how he never mentions anyone from his past and he never slows down or stops or just like hangs out because he's always on the mm-hmm. go, got to face another crisis. Um, and that's very true. He's always true. doing stuff like this. Yeah, very true. <laughs> very true. But he doesn't mm-hmm. He doesn't always uh, talk about his feelings <laughs> and that's bad. Um, mm-hmm. You got to talk about your feelings, man. <laughs> How do you yeah, feel about that? You got to at least, there's, I, I would say this is the good version of how someone lets something go. Because in the first special, they were like, you just have to let it go. Just 
let, just let it fly off of your shoulders I as if like it that. doesn't exist. Nobody like But you can, you can talk about something to another person and that feels like a weight has been lifted from you mm-hmm. because you're sharing that responsibility. That's what... The, at least this version of letting go in this third episode, I loved. Yeah. Just that idea. I thought it was great. Um, mm-hmm. But we're not quite there yet because the doctor <laughs> does not want to let things go. Or he does not want to uh, talk about his feelings at all. Mm-hmm. And he's just like, Donna, go back to the TARDIS to be safe. I am going to face the toy maker. Yep. Um, and I think that's when he like locks eyes with the toy maker and then yeah. he understands what's going on. He's like, Donna get in the TARDIS mm-hmm. right now. That was hot. And I loved that. That was great. Yeah. Like hot in a cool way, not like hot, yep. like sexy, hot, like, okay, on the ball, <laughs> like, like fiery. Oh, yeah. Like there, I was like, they are staring at each other, like so angry and, and the toy maker is just, or no, he, the doctor's so angry. Yeah. The toy maker's just like, I'm just playing with these balls, man. And I'm like, okay, I'm here for it. Did you know what the first game ever invented was? And he's just throwing balls at him. <laughs> was that the first game ever invented? I guess. I didn't look it up. I don't know if that's true, but I don't think it's not true. I feel like the first game ever invented would be like chasing your own tail. Or I feel like the first game ever invented was like beating your friend on accident with a stick or something. Like play wrestling. Yeah, because animals do that. Yeah. And they chase their own tails too. That's a game. (laughs) I don't think that was the first. According to the toy maker, maybe the the first game. Maybe the first game ever using something that's not yourself or mm. like other people. Like I guess that would make sense. Using an object. Not even like, like just using a rock and that could yeah. be a ball. Yeah, just like yeah. catch, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like here, here's the food. Don't drop it. <laughs> <And> just, <laughs> I guess. I don't know. <laughs> so that logic lines up. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I have no idea how the toy maker works, but he reminded me. And hello, I'm, my name is Max, and I relate everything to comic book characters. <laughs> he reminded me of if the Superman villain, Mr. Mixus Pitalik, actually took things seriously. Because I don't know if you've heard of him or seen Absolutely him. Absolutely just... not. You know there's no way I've heard of that person. <laughs> you've never heard of Mr. Mixus Pitalik? <laughs> the, in- <laughs> the amazing, famous it, comic book character? I didn't know who Calendar Man was until I watched <laughs> Harley Quinn, okay? Fuck no, I haven't yeah. heard of Mr. Plixus Plickety Fuck or whatever. He's, <laughs> he's a fifth dimensional imp. And he could change reality with a snap of his fingers, but he's always just playing pranks on Superman. Uh. But there's one comic where he, like, Superman made him angry and he started killing people. And that's what this reminded me of. Okay. Someone who had the power of a god and he's just not playing games anymore. Even Mm -hmm. though that is Toymaker's whole shtick. Yeah. Is playing games. I mean... You tell me someone who has, you know, is, like, all-powerful over reality, my mind immediately goes Wanda Maximoff. If Wanda Maximoff, instead (laughs) of being like, I'm sad about my family, no more mutants, instead of doing that, if she was just, like, a psychotic uh, (laughs) game enthusiast, I guess, (laughs) then, then boy, would everyone be in trouble. Man, that would be fucking crazy. (laughs) That would be so much fun. Yeah. <laughs> I would love to see that. Uh, not the kind of crazy that she did in 
Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness no. because that's I refuse to believe that is canon. I don't like it and I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> we can talk about that another time, but yeah, yes. maybe it's a then maybe that was an alternate version of her. Yeah. Let's know. hope. Hope and pray. <laughs> Thoughts and prayers, girly. Anyway. <laughs> but I mean all of the exposition they were giving in this scene where the doctor and Donna were just chasing after him in this infinite hallway Mm -hmm. and the way that the doctor is like physics does not affect him the only thing that matters is the rules of the game game. that we're playing right now that's that's interesting i Mm. it was very scooby-doo they were running through all the doors (laughs) right and i was sitting here thinking i kept doing it and obviously i kept doing it because that's what doctor who as a show usually wants you to do it wants you to be like how is this happening why is this happening? Right. What are the what are the reasons? Like off, almost always it's sci-fi bullshit is <laughs> why things are happening. But you can see how they logically get there, right? Mm-hmm. Um, once the doctor explains it. But this time the doctor's like, like later he's at unit and they're like, how does he work? And he's like, what if I told you he manipulates atoms with his thoughts? And they're like, does he do that? And he was like, no, but, (laughs) but he's crazy. (laughs) And that's what it looks like. Even with like magic, say in Harry Potter, it works because it's well-defined. Whereas no, it's this, not. I'm like sorry. 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 No, 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 no. <laughs> Use a different example for a well-defined magic system. Harry Potter. Um, I loved Harry Potter my entire childhood. You can say lots of things about it. There are lots of things about its author. Whatever. We're not going to talk I mean, about that. Yeah. But the magic <laughs> system in Harry Potter is not well-defined. It is a shit magic system. <laughs> the world I is think- interesting. The characters are interesting. The politics are interesting, but the magic system is not well-defined. Use a Brandon Sanderson magic system. Use the Percy Jackson magic system. Use a different magic system as your base analysis because that is not, is not a good Doctor magic system. Doctor Strange works because it's well-defined, even okay. though that is not well-defined either. But in fiction, science or science fiction always works because they define it, whereas in this episode, they made a point of saying... This does not make sense, however you look at it. Yeah. And it still kind of worked for me. And I, I have no idea why or how, but it was interesting I loved it. because it's always fun to see the doctor out of his depth and yes. or out of their depth. And the doctor is a science guy. He plays by the rules, <laughs> the rules that he mm. knows everything. He knows the rules of the universe. You ask him, doctor, where are we? He can tell you, he can lick his finger and stick it up in the air and be like, <laughs> we're exactly these coordinates, right? <laughs> but, <laughs> but when the doctor doesn't know what's going on, it's interesting. Yes, and, and you can see the panic on David Tennant's face yes, the whole David time. David Tennant always plays that very well as the doctor. <laughs> and... Mm-hmm. I had this thought while I was watching his performance. What it was that you can very much see watching lots of things that David Tennant has been in since Doctor Who and then going back to this character and mm-hmm. this performance surrounded by Donna and these things and these people, right? And Russell T. Davies is writing. It is right. very interesting because you can see how much he has grown as an actor from his other works, but you can also see how 
fundamentally he understands this character and understands mm. where he needs he needed to change and progress in this different interpretation of the of the doctor as a different doctor because it's a different doctor but <laughs> also where he had to be the same and it was right. so intriguing to watch his performance um, so i have I don't even know if it's a concern, but any time that I see David Tennant in something outside of Doctor Who, even when I saw Good Omens for the first time, I always have the concern of, is he just going to be playing the Doctor? Because if I'm honest, I don't know where the 10th Doctor ends and David Tennant begins. It's kind of like Robert Downey Jr. in Iron Man. Like, I know he's capable of other roles, but he is so much that character to me in my mm-hmm. eyes, that it's just hard to see him as anybody else. That's interesting. Did you see Jessica Jones? <laughs> oh, yeah. That was very not oh, doctor. Yeah. That was very different. <laughs> he was very and not think, doctor there. Um, that was that was definitely one of the first times I saw David Tennant. I was like, okay, yeah. you can be more than... You should look up his Hamlet. He Okay, did, I haven't seen that. I know of it. He did a great Hamlet. Uh, I gotta, I gotta watch. I, I'm then. a slut for Shakespeare. I love Shakespeare. <laughs> I'll always recommend it. He also, he and Catherine Tate also did Much Ado About Nothing. With there's a recording of it, and they were in it together. I heard about that? And ah, it's so good. <laughs> <laughs> did we talk about that on pod? I don't remember. Or I don't. Remember. I think we might have. Who knows? If not, everybody go watch that. I'm, I yes. definitely will. But yeah, no, it was. It was anyway. It was very interesting watching his pr- performance. Um. Mm-hmm. I I really liked the plot. I really liked when the doctor and Donna finally reunited in their after they both faced creepy ass mm. puppets. Uh, Did not believe they actually re- reunited. Me neither. It took me like same. a minute to actually same, believe. Same, same, same. I was like, that's not the doctor. We didn't yep. see his. Per- that's not the doctor. I was like, Donna, don't trust it. But There's too it many was, mind games. And it was. Yep. And I was like, okay, okay. This is a different thing. And then yep. the toy maker they, starts- they were leading up to the mm-hmm. toy maker just rallying just, off all of the companions just fucking being like hey remember this bitch she died <laughs> remember this bitch it's like she, um oh, actually well, she's still alive and then he's like oh well that's all right then and i was like damn because honestly every time honestly that was a like that was a vibe like him being yeah. like okay well well she died uh Oh, but she died of old age. Oh, well, that's all right then. Oh, well, she died. No, she exists in her last moment. Oh, well, that's all right then. Oh, she died. No, well, her consciousness lives on. Oh, well, that's all right then. I was floored. I was like, damn, Doctor Who, you got a small ass bag of tricks and and, and you're calling it it out yourself. I, let me tell you this, I'm worried for Ruby Sundays or whatever her stripper ass name is. Like, because damn, if you're going to call out... If you're gonna you're call gonna out what happened to all of the former companions <laughs> since Donna. Yeah, and- <laughs> Dang. there's there's a clear pattern there. Yeah, but just but the way the what? camera you know got what? closer every time he said, "Well, that's all right then." Yeah, no, that was it. so fun. That was so good. I loved it so much. But I'll tell you what, though, maybe mm. I'm not worried because Russell T Davies, none of his companions died. Rose, Martha, and Donna all lived. Huh. They all got somewhat happy endings. They all lived. Eventually. (laughs) Well, the thing is, okay. 
Whoa, we haven't gotten there yet, but I have a lot of thoughts about, okay, about okay. Rose. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> Former Rose and current Rose. Um, hmm. But no, no, different, different. Okay. So uh, the, the toy maker comes to 2023, the year 2023, mm-hmm. and he... Uh, the doctor challenges him to another game and then mm-hmm. or no the back in t- 1925 they do another game the toy maker wins but then the doctor's like ah but i won our last game so best two out of three so he's like okay well then we'll go to 2023 because it rhymes and that's where mm-hmm. this takes place uh- <laughs> And he does a fun curtain sweep. Yeah. I love all of the editing of tricks his, that he has. All of his entrances and exits, every single time he's on frame, he's he pops into a frame <laughs> in this show. It's so good. Mm. I loved it. He's so flamboyantly powerful, mm. and I just cannot get enough of it. Neil like he has the was just having so much fun. <laughs> you it, could tell. When I mean, we're we're not quite there, but when he's clearing the room full of people, it just reminded me of the scene in Everything Everywhere All at Once. Yeah! Where he's turning people into balloons and it, stuff. It, yeah, it was very much, um, what did Joy? they call- Joy, yes, no, but what did they call her when she was oh. evil? <laughs> Jobu Tupaki. Jobu Tupaki, yes, it was very yes. Jobu Tupaki. <laughs> That's exactly mm. what it was. It was giving that vibe, and that's why I loved it, because that's my favorite mm. movie. <laughs> um, and then the doctor challenges the toy maker to yet another game, and the toy maker goes, no. I play my first game with one face, and then I play my second game with another face. So, two out of three, we got to give you a third face. So he <laughs> shoots him with a laser. <laughs> And when I tell you, I was not <laughs> expecting that. Obviously, we were all expecting him to die. Yeah. But Can I- <laughs> we were not... Expe- I wasn't expecting it to happen with 20 minutes left of the episode. <laughs> Can I be honest with how excited I was when David Tennant got shot in the chest yeah. with a laser? I was, I was like, oh, we're doing this. I jumped up. I was so excited. I was so pumped. <laughs> I was not happy to see David Tennant go, of course, because I was like, no, I thought we were going to have a whole the whole special with him. Um, yeah. And then... But... Uh, and then something really <laughs> weird happens. And I'm qualifying I still this don't as understand. weird. I'm qualifying this as weird, given that we're watching a show... About a two-hearted alien who constantly changes his face. <laughs> yeah. Um, this was still weird. Oh yeah, starring <laughs> starring uh, a toy maker who can do fucking anything. Yeah, who can change reality with a snap of his fingers. Yeah. Basically, what David Tennant said. Basically, he can change atoms with his thoughts. <laughs> but he's like, also is that bound how he by does the it? rules of no. the game. No. <laughs> no, that's not how he does it. Um, okay, so David Tennant starts to regenerate. The regeneration energy oh, comes... Before we get to the regeneration, okay. I do have to mention one thing, mm-hmm. and that is the toy maker talks about how he uh, played a game with the master and he trapped him in his <gasps> tooth. Yeah. And that tooth is taken by someone in the end of the episode, but well, that's not as par- as important as... Who is the one who waits? The person who he yes, wouldn't no, play no, a game yes. With. I was gonna, I was gonna, I was gonna wait for that anyway. But it's fine. Okay. Okay. <laughs> no, they were dropping. <laughs> we, we can talk about that after hints. because I feel like that's that's a villain for the future. Yeah, 
it was it was very bad wolf vibes. They were dropping hints mm-hmm. for future baddies, uh, season Love arcs it. and whatnot, and I'm very excited for that. But but yes, uh, Sasha regeneration. Yeah. So David Tennant <laughs> starts to regenerate, and then uh, Donna and Melanie both redheaded, <laughs> which is made very apparent in the episode. The 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 toy maker even points it out. He's like, he loves yeah. a redhead, doesn't he? And I was like. <laughs> honestly like what bro like i mean what, what I does guess he call them as they walk up does he say handmaidens yes, or something calls like them that handmaidens which i was <laughs> like okay chill bro all right buddy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no but honestly like okay think about how many companions the doctor has had he also said like i'm a billion years old if i talked about yeah. everyone we'd be here forever and i'm like that's very true <laughs> like He's had many, many companions. Some of them have been blonde. Some of them have had red hair. Some of them have had brown hair. Like, it's not it's not that big of a deal. But mm. he had Donna, and then right after, he had Amy for a really long time, which was funny. Anyway, <laughs> Amy. Amy gets a shout-out in this episode, which I did not think. Yeah. We have not heard I was not her name since Deep Breath, okay? <laughs> uh, <laughs> when, when Peter Capaldi goes... <laughs> I fucking love that moment when Peter Capaldi and Clara are trapped and then he drops his sonic screwdriver and he's like, reach it with your foot. And she's like, I can't reach it. And then he's like, it's times like these are Miss Amy. Because <laughs> Amy was really tall. And that was the last <laughs> time we heard Amy's name. <laughs> she didn't even get a mention in the episode where her daughter was. Nope. <laughs> anyway, anyway. Anyway. Yeah, the doctor starts to regenerate. <laughs> and then he stops. And not in the I'm going to make a meta crisis hand kind of way that he's done before. Yeah. In the And then he goes, he just stops regenerating and he goes, huh, that's weird. And then he looks at, at Donna and Melanie and he's like, can you pull? And they start <laughs> pulling his arms and they pull Chuti Gatua out of him out of his body <laughs> and he's still there and there's two of them they're like half half in each other like like um like a greek creature like an ancient greek monster right and there's like two heads two torsos but two legs and i was like ah! <laughs> and i never noticed this until like a minute later when there was just a shot of the two of them standing mm-hmm. but the only reason why the new doctor has a shirt or underwear is because he took David yeah, Tennant's. Yeah, no, very clearly because he's I also wearing socks that. and shoes and a tie <laughs> and David Tennant is not. So they're like, they're like, yeah. So instead of Chutigatua coming out butt naked, he takes, <laughs> he takes half of David Tennant's clothes. Because <laughs> I kind of sat at the screen staring like, why did they give him... A shirt and underwear and no pants. And I was like, oh, because they split their clothes Yeah, I was like, because David Tennant's freeballing it under them pants there. (laughs) (laughs) He's going commando. (laughs) Not intentionally. Not intentionally. (laughs) Who would have thought? Um, Okay, so... So, so this is the weirdest regeneration <laughs> we've ever seen on Doctor Who. Has this um, ever been done before? Of course not. Of course <laughs> not. It's not been done before. <laughs> I mean, I don't even necessarily care if there's precedent or not. No, precedent because this was awesome. Precedent doesn't mean shit. 
uh, Jody <laughs> regenerated into a face that they've had before. Like, yeah, that like this whole Kristen thing is new, shit, right? <laughs> but <laughs> they they come halfway out of each other. Um, and the, or, sorry, not each other. Chuti comes halfway out of David Tennant, and then they have to push on each other's hands to get the rest of the way out. And then, and then Shirley, the scientist, goes, What? <laughs> like, we're all thinking, What? And then Chuti Katsuma goes, By generation. And I'm, I'm still like, What? And uh, okay and that's where it ended really they didn't explain much more than yeah. that that they they bi-generationally <laughs> not merged the opposite of merged i don't know mitosis so is there <laughs> they mitosis <laughs> is there officially two doctors like can david Tennant doctor regenerate again let or me, is he just let me tell you something okay let me say this <laughs> let me say this <laughs> There is something about David Tennant's doctor, okay? No one wants to let him go because this nope. is not the first time that the main series doctor has moved on and left a remnant David Tennant in the past, okay? Yep. Because this is what happened with Rose. <laughs> and this is the reason that there was a Dr. Donna to begin with. <laughs> yep. They made a clone human version of David Tennant. And then he <laughs> fucked off to another universe and lived with Rose forever. Which was all so cute, so adorable. I loved it. Yeah, he it. got his I, happy ending. I love it. Very happy for them. <laughs> but... <laughs> And in a deleted scene, they give him, like, a TARDIS plant or seed or whatever, but it's not real because it was a deleted scene, so it doesn't count. Doesn't count. Um, but <laughs> um, now it's happened again. Instead of having, instead of trying to top, because they knew that they never could. They knew that they could never no. top the first time David Tennant died and regenerated. They knew they could never top I Don't Want to Go, so they didn't even try. And I respect that. I respect that, okay? They knew their limits. They were like, we are never going to do better than this. This yep. was iconic. It's never going away. I remember away. crying at that scene. We all did. And honestly, I thought that's what this whole three arc special or three episode arc special was about, was David Tennant learning to let go because, yeah, mm -hmm. his dying line was, I don't want to go. Yeah. And I well, that that's always been in the back of my mind of course and i think it's definitely i think that's definitely a part of it because mm -hmm. his his embodiment of the doctor was very different from anything seen He's, before he was vain not that doctors before weren't but he was an extra level of vain yes but i don't think he was vain about like things that like normal vanity like his looks or something he was i don't vain. know i feel like he was pretty vain about his i looks. think he was vain about know. being young not vain i yeah, think he was i think he fair. was living in the i am i am eternal i am super old <laughs> i've done a lot of crazy shit and had a long mm -hmm. long life and had lots of trauma but that nine was the embodiment of the trauma and i am going to be i'm going to spend my life running away from that and that is yep. what they even say that in the 50th anniversary with the moment the moment says mm. something like that about him um they call him the man who forgets that's what it is because they call <laughs> yes yeah
they call him the man who forgets and then they call Matt Smith the man who regrets which mm-hmm. I think is very perfect accurate <laughs> <laughs> and he he was very much holding on to that that moment in time and you know we can say what we want about Chris Chipnall and that <laughs> run of Doctor Who and I really 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 wish that Jody had better material to work with mm-hmm. um but after the flux event that was a very big deal and a lot of stuff happened i'm not going to go into detail because i <laughs> genuinely blocked it out i genuinely don't remember exactly what happened but mm. <laughs> i can honestly recite, neither do i i can recite <laughs> any other episode of doctor who full cloth from my memory with very little time but this one i'm like i i don't recall <laughs> out of I am, the two I, of us you are the doctor who fan if you don't know it i definitely yeah i don't, was like i so. i genuinely eh, it was the flux <laughs> St- some stuff happened and then some stuff flicked away like thanos did you know it was, it was weird mm-hmm. anyway um <laughs> flicked away like tears in the rain sure <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, but after the traumatic events of the flux and Jody dying and and learning especially all that stuff about their past um mm-hmm. And even, is this the timeless child the stuff? The timeless child or is this stuff. Separate? Yes, even if okay. we all hate it, right? It happened. <laughs> so we have mm-hmm. to make our peace with that and interrogate the character's methodology and how um mm-hmm. how their mind is going forward because you learn mm-hmm. all about you say i've lived a billion years right and then i find out that i've lived even longer than that and <laughs> i've had so much time and memory taken away from me and i've been used as mm-hmm. a guinea pig to fuel a uh to fuel a planet a society that then subjugated and outcasted me (laughs) and that's wild first of all that's a wild thing to happen (laughs) to anyone um that's quite the shift in the status quo sure yeah (laughs) and so the doctor's like genuine mental state after that I completely understand the need to regress to something yeah. familiar and kind and something that feels like home, which to the doctor, the doctor is now saying to that is Donna for him, mm-hmm. which is great. I love that. <laughs> Donna is his sister. They are best friends. They yep. are companions for eternity. I adore <laughs> that. That is perfection for me and also Um, that makes me wish that they kept donna as this doctor intelligent level being we all because that would fit the whole sister and brother (laughs) dynamic so well but yeah we like you said we all believe that should be she doesn't need to have his consciousness within her to i think i think that's what okay (laughs) i'm gonna get real i'm gonna get real into the weeds here that's get into event is what alienated him from donna in the first place so the dr donna if the if donna had stayed the dr donna 
it could have become resentful. It could have become, mm-hmm. I don't like the Dr. Donna. I miss Donna, my best friend. Donna, who I traveled with for so long. Donna, that who, is true. who was the most important woman in the world, not because she was the smartest or because she knew the most things because the mm-hmm. doctor lived forever, but because she was such a genuine person. Mm-hmm. It could have, it could have, it could have, you know, we have no idea where it could have gone. And mm. as much as I am curious to see what could have happened, we needed this original version of Donna back with her memories, without the super intelligence granted by mm-hmm. the Dr. Donna Metacrisis. Right. Because that know, ending was perfect, where the doctor learns to just sit back, put his feet up, and just live life. Yes. Because that's what he needed. Basically, basically the uh, the two doctors, because this is a 60th <laughs> anniversary special after all, so we have to yep. have more than one doctor. The two doctors <laughs> defeat the toy maker, and then Chutigato goes... With a game of catch. Yes. This is, <laughs> this is where it trips me up, okay? Chutigato goes, mm-hmm. doctor goes there what he's the 15th doctor the 15th doctor goes i uh he the the doc uh david Tennant's doctor goes uh but you're okay i don't need to slow down i don't need to start talking about my feelings and then chutigatawa says i'm okay because you fixed yourself we are time lords we are going through what is it emotional rehab out of order he said that he said that right so this leads me to believe that he is not okay because at first I was like, oh, okay, they broke apart and grew out like starfish, right? They're yeah, just like, that, that's what made sense to they're me. Two, they're 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 the same doctor from the same moment in time. They both have the past memories, but no, this leads me to believe that Chutigatua's doctor is the doctor that will happen when David Tennant's doctor dies right and because david Tennant has put in all this work and hung out with donna and not traveled and talked about his feelings you know and just been like Mm -hmm. i'm gonna stay in one place for a little bit and hang out with the fam and i'm gonna have a family for once you know because of all those choices that david Tennant made that chutigatua is emotionally intelligent (laughs) that's what i I was led to believe (laughs) the way that he popped out just exuding this emotional warmth Mm-hmm. Loved it. Yeah. But no, now I'm getting it. my whiteboard out and I'm writing out all the timelines, yes. like Back to the Future. Because I'm like, okay, if that's the case, if they are truly the same person and they didn't split, then that would mean that no, but Judy they... would have to go back. I, I have no idea. I have no I don't clue. Know. <laughs> this doesn't make any sense to me. <laughs> it doesn't make sense to me either. <laughs> I love but I it. I still love it. I love it. I love their interactions. I love mm-hmm. Chuchi's take on the Doctor so far. Um, very different from anything we've ever had before. Yes. But I'm confused, damn it. <laughs> oh, I'm so confused. <laughs> Freaking... Well, <laughs> David Tennant and uh, Chudi Gatwa were just talking to each other, just having fun, and I immediately was reminded how fun it is to see two or just multiple doctors on screen at the same time. Yeah. Like, it's so much fun. Okay, I think that David Tennant, ever since David Tennant was introduced as a, the doctor, I think he has been present for every multi-doctor story except 
the Peter Capaldi first Doctor one. I think, I think I, David Tennant think has right. been present for every single other multi Doctor story because they also. And you want to know why? Little because he's amazing. <laughs> yeah, because everyone loves him. <laughs> they also did that little Minnesota mini episode that that uh, that Russell T Davis used to do a lot. Um, but yes. Stephen Moffat did them too, but. Mm-hmm. Uh, actually, Stephen Moffat probably did more. Anyway, uh, <laughs> they had a little mini-sode of him meeting the fifth doctor, mm-hmm. who is his father-in-law <laughs> in real life. <laughs> yes. <laughs> wild. Wild stuff, guys. <laughs> uh, it's all crazy. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I, I don't know what else to say. I'm reeling. I loved it. It was so mm-hmm. fun. I will be watching it again. Um, yep. I... I all of the fun editing stuff with the toy maker love so much. All of uh, new uh, I can't even say his name. Kudi, the new doctor. Kudi Gatwa. Yes, I was about I to say. I think I'm saying it right. I'm, I could be wrong, but I don't know. Yeah, I'm just saying. We're, it we're how just I've going for it. Him say it. So, mm, but yeah, he is a phenomenal doctor. Perfect choice. Cannot wait to see him in the new season. And as I've dropped off of Doctor Who, I'm back on board. Watch the Capaldi seasons, Max. I will. Watch them. They're so good. They get better. It's like, okay, you know how all of the all of the doctors had gotten like three seasons, right? Yeah. And they had different companions and stuff. But I can't even speak. Peter Capaldi's (laughs) three seasons on Doctor Who is the only Mm. one that I can like fully say was intended as a three season arc for the character okay. of the doctor that which is, is okay. so good i'm sold it's so good <laughs> a little bit of a spoiler but i have something to recommend later that's a peter capaldi adventure and honestly that kind of convinced me to okay. go watch his yeah. show but now i definitely will yes <laughs> i want to talk about it i am the doctor and this is my spoon <laughs> <laughs> i've seen that episode yeah yeah that's great <laughs> Um, but should we move on to the consumption corner? Because I, I don't know about you, but I'm starved for content. I think we should. I think we should. I'm pretty. I'm pretty starving myself. <laughs> <laughs> I love that this has become how we're introducing the consumption corner when we know full mm-hmm. well that that's not what consumption means <laughs> in the way that we're using. It. Yeah, because consumption can also be a disease. Yeah. So <laughs> I'm maybe dying we're both from in the corner. Yeah. <laughs> Just shriveled up. Yeah. I mean, it can mean eating or, or consuming, <laughs> but... Yeah. I just liked the alliteration. That's why I used it I think at it's first. Hilarious. But now it's just caught on. I'm not... I'm not <laughs> against it. I love it. I'm just pointing it out. <laughs> but yeah, like I said earlier, I did a whole bunch of research into the toy maker because uh, I wanted to know at least a little bit about his character. And I read a peter capaldi comic where it was called relative dimensions and i will just say it starts off with peter capaldi going into a new setting and all of the doctor's companions are there like every single one from his past and then it slowly reveals that none of the companions are real and this is a game that the toy maker is making whoa is it an audio adventure or is it a comic it's a comic oh that's highly recommend it's a lot chilling. of fun that's awful <laughs> what did he have to do did he have to like choose between them or something that would be crazy 
No Sophie's Choice level choices, okay. but... <laughs> now that we know what it is. Um... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but Sasha, what have you been consuming? I have been consuming... Um, today was... Um, I, I Probably not the day that this is going to be put out, but on the day that <laughs> this was made, um, was mm. released the final episode of Burrow's End the dimension 20 show um the last Ooh. one for this year it was very good very exciting <laughs> um uh, so i i was watching that today um mm. i've still been reading the book that i mentioned last time fourth wing <sighs> has it gotten any better no oh. i hate it <laughs> <laughs> That's not good to hear. I really want to stop reading it, but this is my conundrum. I love being in a book club. (laughs) (laughs) At least talking to other people about books. It gives you something. But my whole thing, the only thing I have to say when I talk to the other people in my book club is I hate it. (laughs) So I Just every time begging for a new book. I think I'm going to have to stop because it's just ruining my sanity. Uh. I don't like the writing style it's it's non-negotiable for me my friends in the in the club with me they're like oh yeah i don't really like the writing style either but i kind of just like distance myself from it while i'm reading and just focus on the story and i'm like for me i can't i can't (laughs) not you physically do that yeah i don't know how that's (laughs) possible it doesn't work for me i can't be like oh this is an interesting story i wonder what happens next Mm -hmm. i'm like no Tell it to me in an interesting way, or I will not read you anymore. Because, <laughs> I mean, it sounds like it could be a kind of Game of Thrones of with a bunch of dragons could. and sex. It's but... like, it's like, it's supposed to be kind of like Game of Thrones meets Hunger Games kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I'm like, but yeah, and I'm like, okay, that sounds fun. <laughs> I can get behind that. That sounds like exactly my thing <laughs> i yeah. love that shit i like both of those things um but no i don't like this <laughs> mm. well that's a shame yeah well i mean i can move on to a i was about to say half recommendation but i don't even know if it's no that. no just tell us what you've been consuming <laughs> because i watched the animated um amazon special merry little batman and okay. the more time that has gone by the less I've liked it, because it was kind of fun at first. It's very much for kids. It's a story where Batman saves Christmas. And, (laughs) but I mean, it's also more of a Damian Wayne story. Wait, 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 hold on, wait, wait, let me ramble for one second. Wait, (laughs) Batman saving the capitalist hellscape that is American Christmas? How did he do that? (laughs) Money. No. (laughs) But I will say a lot of the villains seemed like the animators or the people behind it made a very clear choice to make all of the villains Joel Schumacher or even like the penguins a little bit Tim Burton. Mm. Like it's not comic inspired at all. And even Damian Wayne's story, he's Bruce has him as a baby and I don't like, it's a very clear choice, yeah. which is separating, because Damian Wayne was raised by ninjas. Right. But other than that, if you got a small kid, maybe show it to them. They'll probably like it. <laughs> or show them something good. <laughs> something that you do recommend. Yeah. Like Batman the Animated Series is probably better. No, if you have a kid, 
clearly the choice is to show them the Lego Batman movie. That's clearly the choice. (laughs) The best... Oh, we, we we have the Batman. I was about to say the best blockbuster version of the Batman, but I, I like know, Robert the Pattinson is toe to toe with that. Okay, you know what? I like the Batman. I do. I think it's a great mm-hmm. film. But you ask me which would I rather watch on any given day? Hmm. The three hour dark look into <laughs> how Batman's identity conflicts with being Bruce Wayne and shit like that, or the fun romp that is the Lego Batman. I'm gonna pick the Lego Batman a hundred percent of the time. <laughs> There's Sorry. also Mask of the Phantasm, which is technically a theora- theatrical movie. So it's not a you blockbuster, though. <laughs> <laughs> Kinda. No, it's not. <laughs> um, but I mean, other than that, I have uh, just one more recommendation. But before we get to that, is there anything you got left? Um, I do have something, but I forgot the name. So you talk about yours I, while I look up the yes. name. Yes. So I have been watching a little bit of Monarch Legacy of Monsters, which is an Apple uh, Plus show. I don't know if it is Apple Plus. It was an Apple TV show. And at first, I wasn't sure what to think of it. There's some really clunky exposition in the first couple episodes that I did not love. But the one thing I love immeasurably about this show is there's some really good CGI and there's some really cool shots. But most of all... Kurt Russell and Wyatt Russell play, I don't know if you know Wyatt Russell, but that's Kurt Russell's son, and he's also John Walker in Falcon and the Winter Soldier, but he, Wyatt Russell plays a younger version of Kurt Russell, so they play the exact same character in two different time periods. Oh, that's fun. And every time that they have the opportunity to mess with how much their faces look similar, they do. And it is perfect. The same way that the It cast for Chapter 2 looked eerily like their counterparts. This is yeah. this is the same thing. Oh, sick. Mm. That sounds I also, I kind of mainly started this series because I wanted to watch Godzilla Minus One, which is the new <laughs> Japanese Godzilla movie. Haven't seen it yet because I'm sick, stuck at home. But I definitely will watch it as soon as I can. I've heard that is a banger. Mm-hmm. I have heard... That that movie did come out. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) The hype is unending for Um, me when it comes to Godzilla minus one. (laughs) Um, uh, The last things that I will shout out is I think I'm just going to make it a norm of mine to shout out the video essays that I watched this (laughs) week because your girl loves a video essay, okay? I'm a scholar at heart, honestly. (laughs) I can't even say it with a straight face. Okay. Uh, All right, so first I'm going to shout out Philosophy Tube's new video, uh, A Man Plagiarized My Work, um, which was excellent. Uh, I love okay. Philosophy Tube and all of their videos. Um, they're really great resource for just, you know, learning. Um, I got to write and, that down. I don't think I've heard of them. Oh, she has a great channel. Um, and then next is... Um, alexander avila's video some might know him as uh the channel used to be called are they gay which i used to watch extensively um (laughs) as i believe we are like the same age as as him um Mm. and uh his new video is called this video isn't just about taylor swift it's about you 
And <laughs> when I tell you this video, oh my gosh, it is so good. It gets to, it talk no, like it talks about like capitalism and racism and how it is all embedded into the capitalist industries that we uphold and how even if someone is not trying to they are upholding the system mm -hmm. if they are meaning to succeed in it and it's right. so interesting i freaking loved it um, i gotta watch that mm -hmm. i have to admit i have zero interest in taylor swift but what you just described i definitely gotta watch it mm -hmm. it's just i just we're scholars at heart. This really is just one scholar talking to another. <laughs> I'm shaking my hand like an Italian. We're scholars. <laughs> yes, of course. That's famously what scholars do. We're it wasn't, scholars. Wasn't uh, Da Vinci a scholar? <laughs> I mean, I guess. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> well, I can't think of too much else to say. But with that, this has been a wonderful, wonderful podcast. Woo!